Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant School. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 19 of Plant School. Sorry for the long break from our last podcast. We were celebrating Christmas and the holidays and New Year's Day and everything in between. So we're back and excited. Today we're going to be talking about why are houseplants so popular all of a sudden. Um, So Rachel, when did indoor plants first become so popular? Yeah, so we talked about this very briefly in episode two of this podcast. Yeah, it right? feels this like I'm having deja vu here. I know, we're going to do a rerun. No, this is this is not a rerun. In that episode, we talked about how houseplants even, how plants even came into the house. Um, this one we're talking about. Did they grow legs and just walk <laughs> on in? No. Gotta go listen to find out. Um, but this one we're going to be talking about, yeah, why they became popular. Um, I feel like in the past, like, three, four years, there's just been this huge craze with houseplants. So this kind of first started, like, houseplants became more of a common thing. And we talk about this, like I said, in episode two. It was in the mid to late 1800s that people started to bring them in more commonly just to all homes. It was more to brighten up the homes during long, dreary winters, especially in Europe. And so they would use really hardy plants, like um, the cast iron plant was really popular, and kintia palms uh, were huge ones that were popular in Europe. I think it was even a favorite of one of the queens of England. I I can't remember which one, Um But yeah, so that's kind of when they first started to become more widely known in in our our homes. Whenever I see cast iron plant, or hear you say it, I Uh just think of like a waffle iron. (laughs) So I just think of a plant shaped like a a waffle iron. Uh, Uh, That would actually be a really cool looking plant. Especially if it made waffles. That would be cool too. Um, so how popular are houseplants today? Are they a a 10 on the popular scale? Are they (laughs) smiley face? Are they a star? You know, I think (laughs) they are a gold thumbs up. I just made that up. That's pretty popular. Yeah. So I looked up a couple of, um, what they called surveys and trends to kind of get a feel for how popular they are. Um, and it, I don't know, it's really interesting to see because they are pretty massively popular right now, if you haven't noticed. So, for example, things like there's hashtags like plants of Instagram, hashtag urban jungle and plants or hashtag plants make people happy are constantly trending on Instagram. Not all the time, um, but there are 
hundreds of plant stores that are popping up all over, whether they're brick and mortar. Oh, wait, I said online plant stores. <laughs> there are brick and mortar online plant stores. It's a dumb online plant store if they've got a brick and mortar shop. Going. But I do feel like brick and mortar stores are also popping up all over. Um, but especially so for online plant <laughs> that'd stores. Be, it'd be like Amazon opening up their own <laughs> like grocery store or like their own Walmart kind of thing. Who knows? Didn't they buy Sprouts? I, I feel like they did. Let's not not get into that. This is a plant podcast. Anyways, so looking up some of these surveys. So I have three surveys that I saw um, that I thought were really cool. So um, there was a survey from, these are all from, I think, the National National Gardening Survey, which I didn't even know was a thing. Why don't they survey me? I want to be a part of this. Um, But they found that 18 to 34-year-olds now occupy 29% of gardening households. So that is a big chunk of people who garden and just, let's see, Sam, what's 18 minus 34? Negative 16. So there's a 16 year, (laughs) thank you for the negative, (laughs) math whiz. There is a 16 year, um, what's like, what would you call it? Gap. Not a gap. block of people that take up almost 30 percent of all people who garden that's a lot of people in just a 16 year time period that they're gardening anyways um and just to go on to show you with these other surveys how popular it is especially with this age range so um they found that american gardeners spend about 52 billion on lawn and garden retail sales last year you better not be spending that much on Lawn and garden stuff. Oh, that's everyone combined. That's everyone combined. What? No. no one would drop fifty-two billion. Um, some people. That would be crazy, crazy. Unless you're like sprinkling gold on your lawn. I don't know. Or you federal government, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that was a 2019 study that found that fifty-two billion is spent, and a quarter of that spending was that same chunk of 18 to 34 year olds um so they have been spending their how do I word this so their their spending on plants has grown at a higher rate than any other age group since 2014 isn't that crazy so they're getting all that money how come we don't have some of that 52 billion dollars Oh, we've we've inserted some of that. How much have we insert? <laughs> Not that much, I promise you. Um, but anyways, so if you do the math, if they've been spending about a quarter of that fifty-two billion, that's about thirteen billion that you know that millennial kind of Gen Z age range is spending. Um, and then another survey. This one was a little uh, a little while ago in twenty sixteen. So four. Oh, wait, five years ago, and we're in 2021 now. Um, yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. It's been, it's been a whole week. I know, we've got to get used to this. So it concluded that 6 million people who had, ta- had taken up gardening that year, both indoors and outdoors, and 5 million of those 6 million were millennials. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. That's insane. So it's not just like this 
pandemic burst, although I feel like the pandemic has kind of caused people to explore houseplants more because it's a way to, you know, bring something green inside. It's a really fun hobby to have, but it's kind of been throughout, like, I would say almost this past decade where millennials, maybe some of Gen Z, because they're getting older now, are starting to really love um, gardening and love houseplants. So yeah, it's it's really interesting to see how much of a trend this really is. I wonder where, why they're all starting to, what are some of the causes for for all of this trendiness yeah. of yeah. plants. It's just the grandparents are starting to teach their <laughs> their youngins about houseplants finally. Or? <laughs> so I looked up causes. That wasn't one of them. Grandparents teaching their youngins. But there were quite a few. And some, quite a few causes. Some of these I feel like were kind of just like speculative. And others of these are like actually... Um, there's like evidence behind what is causing this, um, I don't know, this mass group of millennials to really love gardening and houseplants. This so, growth, this blossoming. This, this blossoming. This That's a good sprouting word. Of, of, yes. of plant loving. Yeah. So one reason um, is that plants are easier to leave. And millennials and Gen Z are known to love the lifestyle of traveling and of putting off children. So homes and children are really expensive, especially right now for homes, at least here in the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) Children are also expensive. So um, they tend to side more for plants, which are much more affordable than a home or a child. They're not as good for conversations, though. No, well, you can't talk to a house either. You just a child. You'd be surprised what people could say <laughs> to their home. Anyways, another speculative reason of why there is this big burst of um, plant lovers is that people have, and always have, had an innate need to nurture something, and many find that house plants fulfill this need. I feel like that's something that's probably been around forever though so i don't really know if that's like a cause of this it just barely started happening in 2014 (laughs) (laughs) oh can you imagine if all of a sudden now we're nurturers i think our history would look a little different in the past if we weren't very nurturing yeah all right so another one of the reasons is that plants are known to have healthy side effects they there are studies showing that they can be calming um, it can aid co- in concentration, it lowers blood pressure, and can promote a feeling of well-being. So, millennials are known as the wellness generation. So, they're very big into self-care and into wellness. And so, if, you know, plants have these healthy side effects, then why not get into them? Why not bring them into your home? Because it's a- only going to help you. Unless you have fungus gnats. Those are annoying. And that will not lower blood pressure. (laughs) Yeah. My, I see fungus gnats flying around my computer all the time while I'm working. I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm trying so hard to get rid of them. I'll just be looking at the spreadsheet and I see this little black dot moving across. Does it help lower your blood pressure? And you say, oh, thank you, plants. No, it doesn't. (laughs) 
You just smush them and get no. angry. No, I smush it with your plants. Hey. Just kidding. No, they probably don't care. Anyways, some more reasons. Um, so a lot of people today live in a very urban environment. A lot of people live in apartments, don't have yards. Um, so plants, um, indoor plants are an easy way to bring the outside in. So we are inside our homes 93% of our day, the average human being. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. And I'm pretty sure that's a study in the U.S. Um, I don't know about all other countries. <laughs> probably like 98% of our day during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, probably. So we, I don't know, I don't think we're meant to be inside so much. So I, I think our bodies kind of naturally crave an escape from our screens, from being inside, and houseplants can kind of serve that purpose of being a green space in your home and kind of giving you a break, you know, from all of that. I oftentimes catch myself just staring at your plants nonstop. Are you being serious? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I only wish, Sam, I thought maybe you had fallen in love with plants just like me. I, I mean... You're coming around. I like I like you a lot, but I mean your plants just mean so much. Wait, what? <laughs> that was just the way you worded it. <laughs> so oh. I wish you'd... Uh, I don't remember what you said. We can roll back the tape, but... <laughs> I, I love joke. you, Sam. I didn't mean that. I love you, too. No, I think it... Never mind. We'll listen back to it. It'll be funny. <laughs> all right, all right. Maybe not. Anyways. Anyways. Um... <laughs> So this next reason was really interesting. I feel like this is the main reason why it has become like a massive craze. So social media, especially Instagram, has been a huge driving factor in this um, kind of burst of interest in houseplants. So you'll see plant-filled houses and you may want that too. So you'll go out and buy your own. You can really easily connect with other plant lovers and collectors Um, which has never really been a thing in history where you can, you know, message someone across the country, across the world, and trade with each other. You can message them and meet up and trade plants, um, grow your passion um, for houseplants. And so I feel like that's probably the biggest one that has kind of driven this to just like a massive scale. Um, And also another one is they're really easy to buy. Like we said, online stores are up everywhere for houseplants. They're even on eBay. You can buy them on Amazon. You can buy them on Etsy. Like on all the major selling platforms as well as local sellers and small online shops. So they're inexpensive, easy to buy. Social media is showing them all the time. Well, especially on my Instagram because that's, I feel like, most all the people I follow are people who love plants. Um, and yeah, they're healthy. They, they kind of fit into that lifestyle that we are craving as, you know, um, millennials and maybe some Gen Z as well. Awesome. Those all make sense as to why it'd be. Do you have any other thoughts? Do you have any other reasons that maybe you think why they're so popular? They're just so fun to be around. All right, you don't gotta lie to me, Sam. <laughs> um, 
I already said the whole grandmas and grandpas teaching there. Oh yeah. To, oh yeah, you did insert your thoughts yeah. of why they're so passing their people are inheriting their grandparents' house plants cuz they're Oh, that would off. be cool though. You know how, how cool it would be though to like get your grandma's bonsai. That's a dream. Maybe I'll pass on a bonsai to yeah. my grandchild and all it'll their, be massive. All their trees in their backyard. They're going to ship them to you. No, not a giant tree. Oh, yeah, those aren't indoor plants. Sorry, I Wait, spoke. a bonsai? A bonsai is an indoor plant, but it's like a small tree. Oh, no, I was thinking like a big tree. <laughs> <laughs> not an indoor plant, obviously. Just a semi-truck shows up with yeah, all your grandma's trees. trees. <laughs> yeah. Be a fun gift. All right, so is this rage with plants new to humans? Um, It's actually not. So we can go like way far back. I think the biggest kind of like, um, like boom of interest with plants was probably in the 1600s with the Netherlands. Which boom is... or bloom? Either one. <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> this bloom of interest. Let's, let's stick with boom so okay. we don't sound like a big dad joke. Okay. Um, but anyways, 1600s in the Netherlands, it's a very, you know, common, like, I don't know, I feel like they use it in economics class all the time because there was, you know, tulip mania where it was in the 1600s. I think it was 1637, 36 to 37 was like the height of it where tulips became became you know a sign of wealth it was bad taste not to have a collection of tulips in your yard and it was it was a new flower that was just introduced to the netherlands so there was this huge craze at the peak sam no cheating but at the peak of its height how much in today's dollar dollars would you think um they were sold for a tulip just one tulip one tulip how about on average? There's a range, so we'll give you a bigger chance of getting it. Just give me a range in today's dollars. What tulip would be like 30 bucks? 30 bucks? No, SJ, this is the tulip bloom, tulip mania. It's a tulip big thing. mania. So it'd be like $100 for one tulip. This is another game that I've realized I can't play with Sam in our marriage. It's called the guessing game because he'll always guess way too low and then he'll go way too high and it just makes me mad. One million dollars. <laughs> exactly. This is my point. Oh. Yeah. So no, you went way too low then way too <laughs> high. Um, so you were close on your way too high guess. So it, at the peak craze, there was... It, this is like a report. It may be blown out of water. Apparently, there's a lot of studies that think the whole tulip mania was not even blown out of the soil. wasn't even real. Um, but it is reported that the one tulip was sold for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in today's dollars. I think these are the tulip makers out there who are trying to create a some hype for their tulips. There's no way. Seven hundred fifty thousand. No. Would you rather have this five-bedroom, two-acre home or this tulip? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like it was crazy. <laughs> On average, though, it was between in today's dollars as well. 
between $50,000 and $150,000 that you could buy these tulips. One tulip, $750,000. Yes. Or was it like every tulip in the world for $750,000? No, no, no. There was a special kind of rare tulip that was really, really sought after. And so I think it's for the one tulip. More than gold. More than... Yeah. So this only lasted... It was it was like a roller coaster of like every month it would go up and down um, until it just crashed. Um, as you can imagine, it ruined a lot of lives because people had like spent their entire savings on this. Um, but yeah, on well on the Wikipedia article I read, it said that some single tulip bulb sold for more than ten times the annual income of a skilled crafts worker. So that's why I'm saying, Sam, that's a lot of money. Ten times what you earn in a year. For one. One tulip. One tulip. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. It's like uh, keeping up with the Joneses back then was just like, so, did you see my tulip I bought? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Never mind the tent I'm living in. but <laughs> <laughs> No, but for real. And then, what if someone comes over and, like, snips it off? Or what if a kid bumps it down to the ground? Or a dog poops on it. (laughs) Okay, okay. I want to make it through a podcast without poop, and here we are. Dog poo. I guess a dog could do that. Yeah, you... It's like... It's crazy, though, right? having your neighbor's dog poop on a million dollars sitting in your front yard yeah yikes um while i was researching though about how popular houseplants are right now i did find that tulip mania can be um kind of similar to the way that oh i forget its name please forgive me all you like super big plant lovers out there but there's a monstera that can have this like rare variegation that makes its we its weaves its leaves white like they're albino leaves or it will have like white um stripes and spotting on its leaves so it's really sought after people are really loving it right now and those can be gosh i don't know the prices but it was like tens of thousands of dollars for this monstera so it can kind of be Similar to the way that that is such a big craze, like everyone wants one, but they're really expensive. Maybe they aren't that expensive. I did see that someone was trying to sell one for seven hundred and fifty dollars, which I thought was ridiculous for a plant. I think so. Maybe it's more around that range. I think someone's pulling your leg on these on these numbers. Scratch the tens of thousands. I think the highest was $750. Wow, I just pulled a Sam where I just went way too high and now it's disappointing. Yeah. Darn it. But anyways, it it is crazy. Like I would never consider spending hundreds of dollars for a single plant. That's just not the time of life I'm in right now. But you would if you had the money. Mm, You would. You'd be honest. You I don't know a, if I would. You had a million dollars. You would buy that seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. I feel like there's a. <laughs> I'd buy a tulip bulb. I feel like there's so many other things I'd want to do, with that, and not buy a plant. That is so expensive. 
Or a tulip bulb. A single tulip bulb. Here you are talking on a plant school podcast. I know. I did look up the tulip that was most sought after, and it is really pretty. It's really pretty, but... Is it prettier than a stack of $750,000? No. I... I don't know. Nature is beautiful, but that's just a little crazy. Is it worth a thousand crazy. words? Pictures. <laughs> it doesn't. Doesn't work. Anyways, so moving on from the 1600s, though, um, on if you know there were other plant crazes going on, there actually were. So, um, in the 1970s, there was a big house plant resurgence. So, excuse me, some of the most popular ones were um, spider plants, and they were really popular to hang them in a macrame hanger which are back in style today I love a macrame hanger so those came from the 1970s maybe maybe they didn't like exactly come from the 1970s but they were popular very popular back then especially um with like the hippies that was kind of a trademark of hippies as well macrame dude (laughs) thank you Sam Uh um But yeah, if you look at magazine clippings from the 70s, it will often show homes just like really chuck full of plants. They loved the neon colors. So like you can imagine like neon pothos was all the rage. Oh, you know, you know, totally. (laughs) Um, It's just like a really light green pothos plant, Sam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then also in the 1970s, Uh, what kind of brought this resurgence is that people were very much aware of environmental issues at this time. So Earth Day was created in 1970, so that was kind of on their mind in the the decades of the 70s. Um, Also, malls and restaurants brought in a lot of plants, and this continued on until the 80s, and then um, the 90s kind of had this little orchard, what am I saying? (laughs) Just made up a new word. I do this every time. Had an orchid craze. I think I combined orchid and craze. Like Lord of the Rings and orc. (laughs) Sauron creating a whole army of orchids. Yeah. Anyways, 90s had an orchid craze. And um, they also, the 90s brought in a lot of fake plants. Boo! And bad hairdos. (laughs) Bad hairdos. No, we don't mind fake plants here. We have a We do few. mind bad hairdos. We Just do kidding. mind hair. Yeah. Every morning. Yeah. Um, but no, fake plants I feel like serve their purpose. We could probably do a podcast all about fake plants. Like I have some in my bathroom that doesn't get a whole lot of light. It's a perfect place for them, or I have them. Um... Hey, I have some in my bathroom. <gasps> do we live in the same <laughs> bathroom? I don't live in the bathroom, but I <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you might live in the bathroom. I don't know. No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> you may think I do, <laughs> but I don't. Um, anyways, so last, then this, Sam, I wanted to kind of ask you this. Okay. So, ask away, I have all the answers. Why do you think there are these big blooms? No, these big booms. Bloom sounds weird. Why are these big booms to connect with plants? Like, why do you think this is happening right now? Why do you think it happened in the 70s? Forget the 1600 tulip mania, because I feel like that one's just a whole thing on its own. 
Do you have any thoughts? Advertisers are trying to push marketing on us. <laughs> um, people are really aware of the environment today, probably more so than the hippies were. So no, that's say true. We're, we're hippies 2.0, I guess, with climate change and all that <laughs> we stuff. We are the wellness generation, apparently. Are we Gen Z or are we... We're millennials. We're on the... We're on the, the butt end. Butt end of... I think we made it by like one year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say it's probably we're environmentally aware. You think of all the diets and crazes and vegans and and things like that. People want to be healthy and plants are just a part of that. Plants are a part of that. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like connecting with nature and connecting with plants is just something like in our DNA. Some of like some people may disagree. I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you probably agree with that and that you do feel this need to connect with nature. But I feel like houseplants are just a really convenient way for like our age. Like we're inside constantly, you know, there's no need for us to like to go out and hunt or have a garden to provide for our every, you know, need. Um, and so we've kind of, like, made up for that in, by bringing houseplants into our home and kind of having that connection because, I don't know, I think it's fun. I think plants can teach you a lot. Um, it's fun to experiment with them and kind of grow a green thumb um, and I think, yeah, they do have a lot of healthy side effects. And I think once you start bringing them in, you start to notice those kind of things. But yeah, glad we have them in our home. That's for sure. Yeah, they bring in so much joy and fungus now. <laughs> those will be gone, but the joy will stay. <laughs> <laughs> and my green thumb, I, I. When you said grow, we when it's fun to grow a green thumb, I'm like, I don't know if I'd find that particularly enjoyable if I just started growing a, a sixth finger on my hand I always and it was found, green. Yeah, I always found that phrase so alarming when people said they had a green thumb. I would just like look at their thumbs <laughs> when they weren't looking around and try and figure out what they were talking about when I was a kid. Cause, I think they're colorblind. Yeah, like, what do you mean you got a green thumb? Where have you been putting that thumb? <laughs> Gross. But I understand now. That was a poop reference, wasn't it? It was not. <laughs> Only if you make it a poop All right. We got to wrap this up. Thank you guys so yeah. much for listening. I hope you learned something new about the popularity of houseplants. I sure did. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y, Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.